Hello again, friends. Good morning, everyone. It's time to get in the zone with Bartow Sports Zone, your source for local coach interviews and local sports news information and local sports talk. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone bench warmers. Alan Sanders is running the gig back in the WBHF studios. We're on the Zoom connection. I know we've got Jackson Hyde around. We'll hear from David Coleman later on this morning. Maybe even some of the other BSZ bench warmers as well. Today, we'll visit with basketball coaches Melissa Winters of Adairsville and the Lady Tigers and the head boys coach over at Cass High School, Kevin Cunningham of the Cass Colonels. Then we'll do a local sports update. We'll get into some college football and some coaching changes. The Falcons included Trevor Lawrence and it's NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. So welcome in to Bartow Sports Zone and let's get started right away and welcome in our opening guest of the morning, Coach Melissa Winters of the Adairsville Lady Tigers. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Yeah, glad to have you here this morning. Uh, glad Zoom allowed you to get back in here with us this morning. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, a few, few struggles this morning. Uh, welcome back into the zone and Bartow Sports Zone. Coach, let's, uh, let's just take a moment to catch up with you. Uh, let's start with the kids, uh, Alyssa and Trey. Uh, in the fall, you kind of trade in your coaching hat for the mom and fan hat for their fall sports. If you will, share a little with our audience about how the fall went with softball and football for, with those two in mind. Definitely. So Alyssa is a senior this year. Um, she plays softball at the high school. Um, she did well. Um, it's not her first sport. She loves basketball. Uh, Trey played football. They did well as well. Won a region championship. Um, but now they're both ready to move on to basketball. Sure. Unfortunately, one of them will be playing anytime soon. Um, Trey's getting ready to have knee surgery. Yeah, that's what we understand. And uh, what we want to wish him well. And I know uh, uh, the Tigers are certainly uh, missing him out there in his contributions. Yeah, he's pretty bummed about it. Yeah, I can imagine so. That That's that's a tough uh, situation to have to deal with. But uh, we wish him well from here at Bartow Sports Zone and WBHF. Coach, uh, as as a former coach, athletic director, school administrator myself, I think our sports-minded community sometimes forgets that our coaching roles are supposed to be secondary to our roles as educators. <laughs> I don't know if uh, everyone in our audience is aware, but you've been selected as the 2024 Adairsville High School Teacher of the Year. Congratulations uh, on that honor. Thank you very much. That yeah, is true. As a as an insider, I, I know how much paperwork and prep goes into that <laughs> honor responsibility. So uh, uh, I'll wish you some condolences regarding that part of winning that award, if you will. Uh, thanks. That should keep you very busy, I would think. It does. It does. Just another job. You're uh yeah, to add something to the jobs you already have. I know what that award is like. Uh, you're 15 games into the 2023-24 basketball season, eight and seven on the year overall, four and two in Region 6 AAA. Uh, take a little time here, catch our audience up on how the year has gone so far. Um, so the year has been okay so far. Um, personally, I think we should be 12 and three right now. We've given a couple games away. Um, turnovers have hurt us this year. Uh, we've made some tweaks in our defense, which is um, making us speed up our offense a little bit, I guess. And so the girls are having a hard time balancing the two. Um, we're four and two in the region right now. Um, the two teams that uh, we lost to earlier in the season, I think we can beat second time around. Um, so I think it should be a good little uh, run to find out who's going to be at the top of the region. We've got about uh, 90 seconds or so before okay. we take this first commercial break. Uh, but you got to go head-to-head -head with LFO this past Tuesday. Uh, they're we at did. the top of the region standings. Uh, tell us uh, about that gap maybe between you and LFO. Um, so I don't think the gap is as big as the score showed. Uh, we lost by nine in the end. We led by 16 at halftime. Uh, the girls, they 
have so much grit in them, so they never give up. So being down 16 for them is not a big deal. Um, we just had a couple mental errors when it came to how we were pushing our offense. Um, we needed to connect on some layups, um, and we needed a couple more box out and rebounds. And that would have helped us out a lot for that game. Um, well, but we're gonna... right there with them. We match up with them personnel-wise. Um, we match up with them speed-wise, defensive-wise, all the things. Well, you'll get another shot, uh, as you said, the second time around. We're going to yes. take a little commercial break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, your final game in the first round of uh, region opponents. And then you have a little two-game gap in there, and then you pick it right back up. So we'll take a quick timeout here on Barco Sports Zone. When we come back, we'll visit more with Coach Melissa Winters. Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor supplies and power equipment, but did you know we repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has the experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply, with Husqvarna mowers, High Sun ATVs, Premier Buildings, and Superior Trailers, we have it all. At Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway, just north of Cartersville, across from Racetrack, online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here, along with Alan Sanders and Jackson Hyde. We're visiting with Coach Melissa Winters of the Adairsville Lady Tigers. Coach, uh, we want to make sure you have plenty of time to talk about the young ladies on your roster this year. So uh, let's just kind of give you the floor and let you kind of take us through the Lady Tigers roster in 23-24. Okay. Um, we have four seniors this year. We have Zaria Hicks. We have Aaliyah McBride. Darby Adams and Alyssa Winters. Um, three of the four are starters for us. Um, they are carrying the, the majority of the defense and the offense at this time. Um, then we have a couple of juniors on the roster, uh, Nazaria Roberts, um, Zaya Hicks, and Sage Powell. Um, Zaria, Nazaria is carrying a boatload of responsibility on the offensive end right now. Um, she's so quick and can get to the basket. Um, and then she helps run our defense as well. Um, and then I have a few sophomores who are helping out um, in the sub-rotation. Savannah Victoria, Rihanna Crittenden, um, Samantha Googe, Olivia Jocelyn, all of them are helping out um, us defensively and being able to be a little deeper in our bench than we have been in the past. Um, any of these girls... Any of those girls can score at any given time. So they really do pretty much share the offensive load. Um, defense is really run by Alyssa and Nazaria, and they push the pace of the game. I know that uh, before you took over uh, as the head coach there at Adairsville, there had been some depth issues in, in the past and almost an effort to kind of force build uh, from – uh, scratch with with building the depth, but uh, now you kind of reached that point uh, as you progressed with the program. Yes, you know when I first came in, we had that big group of seniors, and that's about all we had underneath them um, until that freshman class. And so um, right now, we've been working the last few years to get a couple of our kids ready to help out on that varsity level, um, and they're they're doing a pretty good job right now. Um, you know, some of those mental young kid errors that they're having, um, they are a little bit, they're not as strong as the seniors and juniors, but they're coming along. They're helping. Coach, you have uh, Bremen coming in tonight for a 6 p.m. tip. The Blue Devils are currently in the bottom half of the region standings, but they are 7-4 and four overall on the year. That makes them 5-0 and oh outside your region. Is this a dangerous matchup coming in tonight as you uh, try to stay in that upper group in the region standings? Um, Bremen brings physicality when they come to play and that depending on which way it goes, you know, can always alter the game. Um, I do think that skill wise, athletic wise, I think we're higher, um, in ability and skill, um, and athleticism than Bremen. If our, if we can stick to the game plan, work all the angles, I think we'll come out on top. 
Jackson, uh, I've got one other question here for Coach Winters. You get yours uh, ready to go. Uh, Coach, uh, when we meet with everybody the first time around here on BSC, we like to talk about the staff. You can't really get it all done by yourself. So tell us a little bit about your assistant coaches and what their roles are with the team. Um, well, we moved Patricia McPhee from our middle school program up to our high school program. She's helping a ton with stats, uh, manager type things. Um, you know, she's gold when it comes to doing what needs to be done for the program. Um, and then we have Ariel Anderson as one of our community coaches. She comes in and brings a different flavor to that uh, defensive side, that offensive side. And then we have uh, Brittany Moore as well as a community coach. And she, the same, she brings a ton to our guards. She's helping out uh, Nazaria and Alyssa and some of our younger guards in situational things in fixing some of their um, their offensive um, attacks, things like that. So they kind of all bring something different to the table. And that's been very helpful this year. Jack, you uh, in here for Coach yeah, Yes, good morning, Coach. And uh, you, we, you talked about uh, your depth and uh, some young kids that may be coming up to, to you know, getting them in the rotation, getting more playing time for those. Looking at your schedule, you've got four games in the next five days with a couple of non-region games scheduled in there. Is, is, this, right. a, is, this, is this a weekend where that's going to come into play? Uh, definitely. Uh, we hope those non-region games will give us the opportunity to play even more of our young kids. Um, give our older kids a little bit of a rest and see what they can do um, inside that varsity rotation against other varsity teams. You can only see so much practice. Right. And I see one of those games is Gilmer County, and that's on Monday, which obviously is Martin Luther King holiday at 12 p.m. Is that that at Adairsville? That is at Adairsville. Um, They had to drop one of the games out of our Thanksgiving tournament, and so we've added that back. Yeah. Well, that that's good. Yep. That's a a good day for anybody in the listening. That's off Monday. A, a good twelve o'clock start up there in Adair. We'll, we'll catch up. We'll catch up. Yes. The other uh, non-region game is tomorrow afternoon at Woodland. So uh, a a bit of a rivalry match up there for you, Coach. Right. We're gonna go across town and see what we can do with the Lady Cats. Well, tell us a little bit about what you know about those two opponents, uh, Woodland and Gilmer, out of the region. Um, Woodland's going to be a little quicker. They're going to give us some looks at, um, they've got a couple quick little guards that are going to give us some good looks. They've got a long guard that's going to give us a good look. Um, we hope to be able to push the pace of that game. And then Gilmer's going to bring us some more of that physicality that we're going to see in our region. Um, especially when we get to teams like Cull Creek and Ringgold, they're going to bring those physical games. So we want to make sure that we're doing outside region games to be able to simulate those things so we can look at some of our offensive defense against some other teams final minute here coach in our visit with you uh the region tournament this year who will be the host uh i don't know it's got it goes to the boys side so this year whoever's number one seed on the boys side um is going to get to host that tournament i don't know who it's going to be yeah, that one's uh, pretty tight right now, and we'll see how that plays out as uh, the teams move down the stretch. And we'll even keep our fingers crossed that uh, you get to host uh, if the Tigers okay. can get get it rolling on the boys' side. That's Coach Ooh. Melissa Winters, head coach of the Lady Tigers. They take on the Bremen Blue Devils tonight. They'll be at Woodland tomorrow afternoon, and then they've got a MLK game on Monday at 12 noon. Thanks for visiting, Coach. Thank y'all. All right, that's Coach Melissa Winters. We'll take a timeout and be back with more of BSC. St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station is right next door to the Family Fun Center on Alatoona Road and is now open seven days a week. Our award-winning pizza, wings, and all the great food and beverage options are now available at the new bowling center as well. With Trivia Tuesdays, kids' meals, and a full-service bar, St. Angelo's is a great way to enjoy family, friends, or your favorite sports on our huge TVs. Watch for our Pizza of the Month specials on Facebook. That's St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station.
Good morning, friends. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Jackson Hyde on the Zoom connection. Alan Sanders keeping us afloat back at the WBHF studios. We want to thank Coach Melissa Winters of the Lady Tigers up at Adairsville for joining us in that opening half hour this morning. And now we welcome in our second guest of the day, the head coach of the Cass Boys team, the Cass Colonels, Kevin Cunningham. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How are y'all today? Doing very well. Glad to have you with us. Uh, welcome back to the Zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. We'll get started here, Coach. Uh, football's extended playoff run, really three weeks into your uh, schedule, impacted your start. You're also uh, having to operate this season without Sokovi White and Devin Henderson, who had been key components with last year's team. Tell us a little bit about that transition. Well, I mean, hats off to them and proud of them. And, and, and you know, that was something that we knew going forward was part of their plan as, as young men. Like, they, they were very honest with me last year. I knew, you know, with Sokovi and Devin that they were trying to leave early. So, going into the summer – that was our plan. They didn't play with us in the summer. They didn't, they didn't do anything with us in the summer. They really focused on football and, and kind of just really focused on doing those things. So we had an opportunity in the summer to work on it. But, I mean, obviously you lose two athletes of that caliber and it's going to make your life a little difficult. So we've had a little bit of a change in the way we play. Guys have had to step up where, you're, you know, those two guys are always going to guard the other team's best player or best guard. Um, some other guys are having to do that and fill that role, which, you know, they take some little growing pains and they're always going to struggle a little bit when you have that, when you have to do that. We'll get back to that and some of the makeup of this year's team in the early going in just a moment, but, uh, we missed uh, a visit with you back in December. So we'll fill in, uh, with the information that we missed from that first go around, uh, kind of fill us in on your coaching staff this year and uh, each of their roles and the attributes they bring to your staff. So uh, we have Coach Arnett. He's the varsity assistant. Um, he's a, he came from – he went to Woodland, played under Tobin at Woodland, um, coached in Kentucky, uh, has a lot of varsity experience, and he's from here. So when he decided to come home, it just happened that he got a job at Cass Middle teaching and – it just worked out perfect for him to be on staff with us, and he brings a lot to the table. Um, he struggled a little bit this week, had a little got, got a little bout, bout of COVID, um, so he's been missing him this week. But it's it's you know it's part of the deal in, in this day and age that you're going to have guys miss for that stuff. Um, we have uh, Jacob Sims. He is the JV coach. Um, great guy. Uh, coached with me last year. He was my varsity assistant last year. Um, he's now the JV coach, and you know. Good athlete, played at Marietta, played basketball at Marietta uh, early, like early 90s, and then played football at Marshall. Um, so he kind of understands what we're trying to do, and he's a good guy. And then we added a, a guy named Julian Woodward. Uh, he was the lacrosse coach at Cherokee, um, but he really understands basketball, and he just brings a lot to the table in, in the terms of, like, breaking down film and, and really looking at stats and, and and taking care of those things. So it's been a real help having him on staff. Yeah, we uh, all know that you just can't get it all done by yourself. There's just too many uh, aspects to it, and uh, we we want to recognize and appreciate those assistants. Oh, definitely. They 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 do so much for me. Like uh, somebody asked me one day about the two things that the most important things, and I said you can't have too much money and you can't have too much help. You can never <laughs> have too much of either one of those things. So. Yeah, if you're going to be a good program, you can't have – you can never have too much of those two things. Well, Coach, your team is 4-8 uh, and eight on the season so far. You dropped your first region game this past Tuesday night at Calhoun. Kind of take us through uh, real quick uh, through November and December, those portions of the schedule. Uh, tell us what have been some of the ups and downs in the early part of the season. You know uh, – it was. It's weird. We've had some. We had a good win against Norville. They're a good, really, really good team. They they won the Adairsville Christmas Classic, and then they beat some good teams. And and they they've really they put some points on the board. And you know we nipped them off at home, which was a big win for us. Kind of started us on this path. Um, it's 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 always a process. We've had ups and downs with it. Um, you know we haven't really played besides Norville. We haven't played anybody that's the same size as us. Um, we played Kennesaw Mountain, Paulden County, North Cobb, 
Um, so we played some really some much some teams that are bigger than us. Had some really good games up in uh, up in Dalton at Christian Heritage, the Christmas tournament. Won a couple up there, beat a couple good teams. Uh, so you know we're just trying to put that together. Um, obviously, losing your first round, your first region game is tough when you lose. You know, but Calhoun played well at home. They shot the ball really well, and you know, fourth quarter came and we didn't score the ball. We we scored six points in the fourth quarter. And you would hope that, you you know, when you look at the score, you think, oh, man, did you give up 20 or 30 in the fourth? No, we gave up 11. We played really good defense and just couldn't put the ball in the basket in the fourth quarter. So that's always tough when you lose one that way. But that's what Friday's for. When you lose one on Tuesday, you can always know that there's going to be another one on Friday. So we're going to get ready and play one tonight, see how we do against uh, Cartersville tonight. Yeah, you're in that uh, rhythm portion of the schedule where you – pretty much uh, know the regular routines and you can kind of get your practices aligned so that you're into the routine of the Tuesday, Friday uh, throughout the region schedule. We'll get back uh, to Coach Kevin Cunningham of the Cass Colonels here in just a moment. But right now we're going to take our time out in this segment on Bartow Sports Zone. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the identity of this year's uh, team and then the and the style of play and then talk about a big matchup coming up tonight. Proud sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and US 41 north of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, or topsoil? How about culture or natural stone? We have tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack just north of Cartersville on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here, along with Jackson Hyde and Alan Sanders. We're visiting with Coach Kevin Cunningham, head coach of the Cass Boys basketball team. Coach, uh, for those of us who uh, have not seen this year's team, how would you describe the identity of the team? Uh, what's your focus or style of play? For us, it's going to be we just we have to move the ball, and we know depending upon what our matchups are and and what the other team's doing, that we might have a different score every night. Um, Ja'Kai Baldwin's led us twice. Jaden Foster's led us a few times. I know Kevin Henderson led us one night, like over at uh, Kennesaw Mountain. So it just depends on uh, who's going to be the guy that night. Uh, Jason Brown stepped up at when we played North Cobb. He had 20 off the bench. Um, you know, so when we see those matchups that we feel like we can exploit – that's what we have to do. We don't have a six eight kid that we can just feed it and feed it and feed it and feed it. And then when they double team him, do those things. We don't have that. So we know that for us, it's going to be a lot of game prep, figuring out where we have an advantage. And and some nights you might have the advantage or your team may have the advantage. And so it's just all going to depend. And so we never know who's going to lead us. But that's the that's what we're always looking to do is, you know, really look at to share the basketball and make the right basketball play. And, and what that leads to, hopefully, that is victory, you know. Well, you've got a big uh, matchup coming up tonight. We'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, I, will, I always like to give our coaches uh, plenty of time uh, in our first visit with you each year to kind of go through your roster. Tell us a little bit about each player, or their skills, and what they contribute to this year's team. You know, we got we got a, we got a couple guys that are new to us. Um, Kamari Nettles, uh, Parnell Gamble. Uh, Dylan Miller, um, those guys are all new to us at, at Cass, and they help us a lot. They bring a lot to the table. Um, you know, Dylan came from Wheeler uh, Story Program, so he's been in their program for a couple of years. So he's, you know, he's a gym rat, really works hard on his game. Kamari Nettles is just – he's he was a Cass kid. He's come home, and he, you know, he's a good, he's just a good all-around ball player, just really good. Um and then you know you got Parnell Gamble. He's he's a spark plug. He go, gets after it all the time. Um, shoots the ball really well. Um, helps us out a lot. And then you know we got Jaden Foster. Uh, played. He started for us for two years. This is his third year in a starting role. He's had a couple of twenty point games. Great ball player. Ja'Kai Baldwin was our sixth man last year. Started a few games for us. 
He's been he I, he almost never comes off the floor. Um, I told you about Jason Brown uh, had twenty against North Cobb, um, and then we got some guys that have been you know came from our JV squad: DJ Sams, Darius Reese, um, and then the big one, uh, Tavion McKibbins. Uh, he's played a lot of minutes this year. He was on he, he played varsity last year, and you know through just the style we played, some of his minutes started to move down. He's really worked hard on his game. He's worked hard on his body. He's worked hard in the weight room. He's done all those things. Um, he's going to end up being a D1 football guy. But uh, for us, he plays big minutes at the, in the post, you know. And a guy his size, he can move. So it's it's always good to have him. So, you know, those those are the guys we have right now. And, you know, they're all working hard. And they're, they're trying to get better. And, and, you know, it's – you know, I heard Coach Winters talking about it. When you're in your region schedule – it's hard to find minutes for young guys. And so that's what we're really trying to do is, is, is get better at practice every day so we can we know that we're prepared and ready to put these guys into a game and that you're putting them in the best situation possible. Coach, I know uh, you're only one game into the region slate, but uh, pretty big one coming up tonight. <clears throat> uh, the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes come into town, and uh, it's not just a region game, but it brings a lot of other elements to the, to the contest as well. We were speaking on that earlier, and, and it's hard when you're, you're trying to get the kids to understand it's no more important than any other region game, but it is way more important to everybody else in town. So um, I know they hear it, and they, they, I know they feel it, and I know Carsville's the same way. These young men, they, they feel the pressure that everybody puts on them to come out here and perform at their best, especially in this game. It's tough on them, and, and they, they all want to do it. They want to perform, and they want to – play as hard as they can play and, and play amazing. And it's hard when, you know, you play in front of, say, Calhoun at home and there's maybe 500 people in the stands. And tonight there's going to be 2,000, you know. So when you when you quadruple, when you quadruple that, it gets the, – the kids feel it, you know. They feel it. So last year at our place it was so packed you couldn't even hear the rest blowing the whistle. It was It was that packed. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for joining us this morning. I do want to squeeze in here that tickets for tonight's game, and it will be a sellout like you mentioned. Everything's being sold online is what I understand. So no tickets sold at the door. So can you help us with that very quickly? Yeah, it's all going to be on GoFan. So please, please, please go ahead and buy your tickets. Uh, buy them now. Buy them early. Um, please don't wait till 6 o'clock tonight and decide you want to come to the game. It may not be something – that happened last year, the fire marshal shut us down. So it, it's not even up to us half the time. I know the same thing happened at Cartersville one year where the fire marshal shut them down and wouldn't let everybody in. So please understand that if you really want to come to this game tonight, it might be uh, a good idea to buy your tickets uh, this morning. Uh, Cause if you try to wait till tonight, it may be sold out. Well, coach uh, again, good luck to you. Uh, we'll have the game on WBHF tonight. So, uh, folks that can't get in, they can take a listen here on WBHF. Coach Kevin Cunningham of the Cass Colonels. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. Like most people, your home or business structure is your biggest investment, and your roof is its first line of defense. When storms or just the natural wear and tear of time create issues for your roof or gutters, call on Bartow County's only master elite roofer, All-Star Roofing. With free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All-Star Roofing at 770-655-0911 or find allstarroofs.com online. Rest easy under the stars when it's an all-star roof. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. That's correct. We'll have high school basketball for you tonight here on WBHF, so you can tune in for all that local action. We'll catch you up on the local high school basketball scene here in just a little bit with our local updates. I'm Charles Wilson along with Jackson Hyde and now David Coleman on the Zoom connection. And we have Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios. Let's uh, dive right in this morning, but first we want to thank our guest, 
from the first hour of the morning, Coach Melissa Winters of the Adairsville Lady Tigers and Coach Kevin Cunningham of the Cass Colonels boys basketball team. We want to thank them for taking time out of their busy schedules to join us today uh, on Bartow Sports Zone in that opening hour. So now let's jump into a, a local update and take a look at what's going on with the local winter sports. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we will mention that there has been a uh, some coaching moves, not only at the collegiate and professional level uh, in our part of the world, but also at uh, one of the local high schools and a, a move over at Woodland for Coach Brandon Haywood. Of course, none of that is official yet. We know that he has to uh, be approved uh, by the Floyd County Board of Education, but it appears, Jackson, that Coach Haywood uh, will be leaving the Woodland program and heading over to take over the reins uh, for the Pepperell Dragons. Uh, as you mentioned, Charles, it's you know pending approval by the Floyd County Board of Education, but it is a uh, he has uh, notified Woodland, the team, and the school that, that his plans are to leave and, and go to Pepperell. Uh, wish Brandon the best. Uh, he's a fine in individual. Really think a lot of him and. Uh, wish him success over at Pepper. Absolutely. And of course, uh, we appreciate his efforts over the years with uh, Bartow Sports Zone and keeping us posted and uh, covering his uh, team and program as as he made progress over there at Woodland. Uh, so uh, we wish him well with all of that. And uh, we'll keep everyone updated via BartowSportsZone.com as that news continues to develop. Of course, there are some other coaching moves uh, we want to talk about a little bit later on, so hang in there. Uh, we'll get to those uh, after a quick local sports update. Let's first talk about local swimming. Congratulations to the Cass swimming team. Uh, they picked up a win over four other teams in a home meet at the Adairsville Natatorium on Tuesday night. All four uh, local teams uh, will have some competitors at Calhoun both this evening and tomorrow. That is a huge meet. It's called the Northwest Georgia Regionals. Uh, that meet is uh, one of the last opportunities for local swimmers to make a qualifying time to earn a spot in the GHSA state meet that's coming up uh, at the end of the month, 1st of February. So uh, uh, good luck to all of those swimmers. I know that each of the four local teams We'll have some competitors there, uh, and not in all cases will they take the entire team, but a lot of times it's those who are close to earning qualifying times. And also, we want to wish congratulations to the Adairsville team as they won the Bartow County Championship last weekend. Uh, that was their fifth consecutive Bartow County Championship, so congratulations to the Swimming Tigers uh, on the wrestling mats, we're kind of in between the region and area duels uh, from last weekend and then the state duels tournament that will be taking place next weekend. We know that Woodland and Cass have qualified for the 16-team Class 5A duels tournament. That will take place at Jefferson High School. Woodland was the region champion, and Cass was the runner-up last weekend at Cass High School in Region 7-5A. And then Adairsville was participating in the uh, area duels in Class 3A. I think it's Area 5 that they are uh, a member of. So Adairsville qualified as a runner-up from that area tournament. So they'll be in the uh, state tournament at Lumpkin County for Class 3A. That's over in Dahlonega. So uh, we wish all of those wrestling teams uh, the best of luck as they prepare another week to get ready to begin the state wrestling duels championships next Friday and Saturday. And then turning our attention to basketball on the girls' side, the Excel uh, girls uh, will pick their schedule back up here early in January. Uh, we don't have a, an update on their game from last night with Oakwood Christian, uh, but we'll uh, update that as soon as possible on BartosportZone.com. The Woodland girls are 7-5, and 0-1. Oh they lost to Hiram. That was their first region game on Tuesday night. They'll be hosting Calhoun tonight, and they'll take on Adairsville tomorrow afternoon in a non-region game. Speaking of Adairsville, they're 8-7 and seven overall, 4-2 and two in region play. They lost 
at LFO on Tuesday night. They'll host Bremen tonight. And as we mentioned, they'll be at Woodland tomorrow. And the Cass girls are 11 and 5 uh, overall. They are 0 and 1 after losing on Tuesday night up at Calhoun in Region 7 5A. They will be hosting uh, county rival Cartersville tonight uh, up at Cass High School. And then mentioning uh, the Cartersville girls, they are 7 and 9 on the season. 0-1 in the region. They lost their region opener at Dalton. Uh, they will be at Cass tonight. The Excel Christian Academy boys, 3-12 and on the year, 2-0. and They won at Oakwood Christian last night. That was a big win, 80-55. to They will be at home against Whitfield Academy tomorrow afternoon. Woodland is 6-8 and on the year, 0-1 in the region. They lost at Hiram on Tuesday. They host Calhoun and Adairsville this weekend. Adairsville at 7-9, and 4-2. They won an overtime thriller on Tuesday night at LFO on a last-second shot by Zach Postel. Uh, the win kept the Tigers in a basic three-way tie for second place in the region with the Lafayette and Ringgold right behind Kahala Creek, who is the current leader in Region 6 AAA. Adairsville's hosting Bremen tonight, and they'll play at Woodland tomorrow. We'll take a commercial break now, and when we come back, We'll wrap up the rest of our local update uh, regarding the Cass and Cartersville boys basketball team. Keep your property in top-notch shape this season with a new Husqvarna mower from Elite Stone Supply. With all your residential and commercial mower needs, Elite has zero-turn riding and walk-behind models in all price levels. Check out the robotic mowers, too. Come make your best deal today on any of our full line of Husqvarna mowers at Elite Stone Supply. 9 Baker Road, just north of Cartersville on US 41 across from Racetrack. 770-387-3007 on Facebook and online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Hope you're off to a great start on your Friday morning. Charles Wilson here along with Jackson Hyde, David Coleman, and Dallin Sanders on Barco Sports on this morning. Uh, I was taking us through the local sports update, and we almost got through it all before the commercial break, but we'll squeeze in a couple of rivals that will be uh, taking on one another tonight, and it kind of works out well. Cast boys, they are 4-8 and eight on the season, 0-1 in Region 7-5A. They did lose at Calhoun on Tuesday night. They'll be hosting Cartersville tonight. We'll talk more about that in just a second. And the Cartersville boys are the final team in our wrap-up. <clears throat> they are 5-9 and nine on the season. They are 1-0 and oh in region play. They picked up a region win up at Dalton on Tuesday night, so they'll be at cast tonight. And Jackson, I'll turn to you. You're very familiar with the uh, matchup that will be taking place at cast tonight. We'll have all the action here on WBHF. Always an exciting evening with a gym full of spectators and a lot of excitement when Cass takes on Cartersville in basketball. Yeah, it's one of those one of those games you you look forward to. You know, even if you're just a casual basketball fan, it's uh, it's going to be a, a fun environment there tonight at at, uh, at Cass. And you know, on the girls' side, two really good basketball teams. You know, the Cartersville record is a little bit deceiving. They played a really, really tough non-region schedule early in the year. Uh, they're going to be a, a team to, to threaten to win that that region. And then uh, the cast team, you know, got some girls back and, and uh, playing well. So that's that, that that first game is the girls' game is really going to be good. And I think it's a fairly even matchup in the second game. It's going to be uh, two two good ball games uh, as well as a good environment tonight. Yeah, you know, I went back and looked the uh, Cartersville girls. Uh, they even uh, received some consideration, some of the preseason rankings. But like you you mentioned, they've uh, taken on a, a very hefty schedule, if you will, and taken on a lot of uh, bigger teams, bigger schools. Uh, so uh, that that should be an interesting matchup. And then uh, the boys game, uh, two teams that are pretty well matched competitively. Yes, it's going uh, to be fun to watch. Let's turn our attention now to the uh, college football arena. And the college football championship game, of course, was this past Monday night. Michigan beating Washington 34-13. to The Wolverines 15-0, and their first national title since 1997. It is their 10th claim overall to a national championship. I will tell you that six of those were 
uh, in years when other teams also held claims to the title. Uh, the first eight of those came between 1901 and 1948. So it's been a while uh, for the Michigan Wolverines, Jackson. It has. Uh, you know, it's it was a fun ball game to watch uh, early on. You know, Michigan kind of took control of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, really dominated in that area. But they kind of let Washington hang around. Uh, I know uh, Michael Penix didn't have his best game. And uh, – some, some costly mistakes by him in a couple areas that could have could have changed the outcome of that game, or at least made it a a, a more competitive game in the second half. Yeah, uh, the Michigan running game, uh, that offensive line really controlled the first quarter, and then they came on again strong late, as you mentioned. Uh, uh, I think one of the things that we kind of may let slip away in that is how good the Wolverines' defense was. Uh, they kept Washington quarterback Michael Penix off cue pretty much the entire game, uh, he missed badly and often when uh, oftentimes that was under pressure uh, and it kind of got worse, David, as the game went along. I know that the Wolverines defense was the number one defense all year long, but they held up to that, uh, that uh, position in that game, in that championship game under those uh, lights and that scrutiny. No doubt. Uh, I do think Washington had a poor game, and they were due one. I mean, they they had a season where they were, you know, miraculous in many ways, and uh, they ran into a good, solid football team that made you pay when you weren't perfect. Okay, guys. So I want to ask you a, a quick reaction from you on a scale of one to ten, with ten being highly likely and one being not likely at all. Jackson, what do you think? Will Michigan? have to eventually vacate that title. That's a, I'm going to put it at a, at a seven. I'm, I would lean toward yes. It, eventually, I think they probably will be vacated. The NCAA is, uh, traditionally takes their time in, in these investigations, and it will probably be two, three years from now before that decision ever comes down. But uh, and, and, and at that point, it will be too late. I mean, the, the, everybody will have their T-shirts. Everybody will have their hats. And if you're a Michigan alum or a Michigan fan, Regardless of what the NCAA says, you'll be the, the national champions for, for 23. David, your take on that? I, I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Uh, the, uh, it must be not that egregious because uh, it didn't affect uh, their position in the standings. It didn't affect their position in the media. Um, they're going to be the national champ. Alan, jump in here. Your take on uh... – yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it more of a – I'm going to give it more of a 6 out of 10 because I think as we move into the playoffs schedule, we kind of see things morphing. The NCAA, in my mind, continues to show how less relevant they are each and every year. They may want to try to do something somewhere down the road. I don't disagree that they probably will, but I don't feel as strongly as I, let's say, would have maybe five, six years ago. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, Jackson – uh, I'll, I'll give it around a seven to an eight, something like that. I think it will be vacated eventually, but I, I don't know that that carries that much weight as far as how fans perceive it uh, and, and uh, you know, how that will be moving forward. I think you'll have to pull out an almanac or whatever to find the asterisk to say that that title was vacated. But as far as football fans are concerned, it, it will still be a Michigan championship uh, as we move forward. And I think uh, we'll see some serious uh, rules analysis and changes moving forward as far as how they're going to deal with any signs stealing uh, that may be taking place. We move on to a 12-team tournament for the national championship next year. Uh, Jackson, a good move or a bad move for college football? I think it's a good move uh, for college football. I think it's uh, it'll take away some of the scrutiny that the committee has went through the especially this year, obviously, with Florida State being being left out, a move that I technically I agreed with. But uh, for the most part, the media and folks thought that Florida State had earned their right to play in that tournament. So it will eliminate uh, that issue. Obviously, that 10th through 16th place teams that are vying for those last three spots, there will be some, some scrutiny there. But it's hard to argue that, if you were 15th, you should have been in, or if you were 11th and you got left out, you obviously would have had an opportunity to be higher in the rankings. So I think it's a good move. It's great for the fans. It's great for me. Uh, I like the home games there in the first round. I think that'll be uh, 
it's obviously something new and fun to watch. One of the best parts of all of that might be uh, that at least for 12 teams, you won't have any opt-outs at the end of the season. Those uh, guys are going to continue to play in those games that are meaningful as far as a national championship is concerned. So uh, maybe the best part of expanding the playoffs will be the fact that we won't see as many opt-outs. We'll take a break here for Georgia Network News, and uh, we'll come back to some more college football chat here on Bartow Sports Zone. Please stick around. Hi, this is Charles Wilson of BartowSportsZone.com, inviting you to join us each Friday morning from 710 to 9 a.m. for the Bartow Sports Zone radio show. We'll interview local coaches, visit with sports personalities, and discuss the hot topics in the world of sports. So join the Bartow Sports Zone team Friday mornings on WBHF and keep up with your local sports news at BartowSportsZone.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Hope your Friday is off to a great start. Uh, Charles Wilson here along with Jackson High, David Coleman, and Alan Sanders. We're talking a little college football in our second hour of Bartow Sports Zone this morning. Talking about the 12-team tournament that will be the national championship playoffs next year, uh, whether or not that was a good or a bad move. And uh I weighed in along with uh, Jackson so far. I want to turn to David, give David a chance to weigh in on that, and we'll get to Allen in just a second. The 12-team playoff, a good move or a bad move for college football, David? Oh, man, I love it. I mean, I think it's going to be so good. Um, the Just the picking of the teams and this, that, and the other is going to be great for the talk shows, and uh, there won't be a legitimate team left out. There won't be any real uh, – argument about who's in and who's not yeah all the arguments are gonna get pushed well down the ladder alan yeah i think that you know, i here's the thing i mentioned this years ago we were talking about the playoff schedule and you know the rise of football and everything and i said you know i don't know i don't know why we don't go to a force you know four super conferences just follow the nfl model and let's have 16 teams and it was like oh you're never gonna have a playoff the tradition <laughs> the glory everyone's got and now here we are with the 12 team playoff so yeah i'm looking forward to it uh, i do think it's gonna the committee becomes a lot less important because now the as jackson just said it's a lot harder to argue if you're a 13 that you deserve to be in the playoffs versus if you are a five and you want to be in the top four. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, the uh, controversy and the discussions will still be there. Uh, and it'll actually involve probably more teams because there will be, uh, you know, four or five teams vying for those last one or two spots, I believe, uh, as we move forward. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and if the games are any good or not. I, I, I'm a, I'm one that believes that uh, you're still going to see some really one-sided games, especially in the opening round of the playoffs. But moving forward into 2024, think of all the changes, guys, and I want to get a, a quick reaction from each of you on this. I've made a list last night. No more Nick Saban at Alabama. 72-year-old is out at Alabama, 17 season. He's decided to step down. He has six national titles with Alabama. 11 SEC won 292 games against 71 losses in 28 seasons as an FBS coach, won seven national titles in all because he won one at LSU. So that's a huge change in the landscape of college football uh, moving forward. There will be no more Pac-12. There will now be 18 teams in the Big Ten next year, including USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. There will be 16 teams in the SEC, as we include Oklahoma and Texas, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah all move into the Big 12. You'll have Cal, Stanford, and SMU in the ACC. Army will move into the American Athletic Conference, and Kennesaw State here locally will be in Conference USA. So uh, a lot of big changes in the landscape, and then as far as spectators are concerned, no more SEC on CBS. It's now going to be the Big Ten 
on CBS. That's a lot of changes, Jackson. It is. It's uh, going to be a, a little bit different environment. You know, the the elephant in the room, obviously, is Nick Saban and who takes his place and how many dominoes will that cause to fall? That's uh, going to be a, be a fun next few days watching how the, the landscape turns out for next season. David, of that list, uh, what intrigues you the most? Oh, I'm so upset about Saban retiring. That's like Darth Vader retiring. You, you have to kill Darth Vader. You can't go walk <laughs> off in the sunset. That's just not right. He, he needs to stay coaching until somebody figures out a way to beat him consistently, or I'm just going to be left unsatisfied for the rest of my life. You can tell uh, that's another Georgia fan there, Jackson. <laughs> but, uh, Alan, we'll let you jump in here. What intrigues you most of all those big changes? You know what? And I know this is it's, it's being a little bit homerish and certainly because I graduated there, but to watch the rise of the Kennesaw football program, to continue to see them evolve and move into the, these different conferences. And I, I'm just as an alum, it's kind of cool to be able to say, look at, you know, we were talking when I was there about what if we had a football team and, um, so for that, I think I'm most intrigued to see how the Owls continue to move forward. Obviously, Nick Saban retiring is the biggest story, but I wanted to pick something a little off the beaten track. Yeah, those uh, the uh, the all the big conference changes are intriguing too because now you've got television uh, slots where even the ACC can fill a a ten o'clock game now with the uh, home games at Cal or out west at Stanford. So. Uh, big changes moving forward in college football, and we're looking forward to uh, talking about all of it here on Barco Sports on next year. Of course, we kind of talked about this during uh, off the air during the last news break, but uh, the current status of the 12-team playoff will include six highest-ranked conference championships and six at-large berths, but that is expected to be tweaked in the next few weeks to only the five highest-ranked conference champions and seven at-large berths. So uh, the changes in the Pac-12 and uh, it down to two teams will probably now make it uh, five nationally ranked, highest-ranked conference champions. But Jackson, only four of those are going to get a bye. So that's going to be interesting as they set up the bracket. Yeah, I guess that's another factor that the committee is going to have to consider, and that may give us another reason to yell at them some is, who gets the buy and who doesn't. But, uh, you know, that's a big deal, you know, being able to play that, uh, having a buy, coming off a buy in, in football is a huge deal. You know, you're healthier, you're a little bit stronger, where in the home games is going to be a big deal too for the ones that do have to play in the first round. Getting that home game advantage is, is big in college football. Well, before I got into bed Monday night after the championship game, ESPN had already released its preseason top 25 for 2024 and then on tuesday morning the athletic let it list uh, let its list go out uh, georgia was number one you've got texas at two or five you've got alabama at either two or four ohio state is right in there around number five or so and michigan is in there around seven or eight so the same old same old yeah it's going to be uh you know so somebody can step up and, and knock those contenders or those you know traditional strong programs off you, you i think those teams are probably a shoe in for the 12 i think you could already say alabama might be the factor with the coaching change and and how many players are able to hold on to due to that coaching change that that that, that could be the team that you could see left out possibly all right we'll take a break and come back to wrap things up here with barto sports on to win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Barco Sports Zone on your Friday morning. Glad you could join us. Thanks for listening and tuning in this morning as we kind of wind things down for Barco Sports Zone's edition for this week. Uh, we 
covered some college football. We've updated the local sports scene. We've talked about the college football season to come. I want to kind of wrap this one up as we head into NFL wildcard weekend coming up this weekend. They now call it super wildcard weekend, by the way, I guess with the addition of the extra team in there. Uh, so plenty of wildcard action, a couple of games on Saturday, the Browns and the Texans, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Then on Sunday, there are three games, the Steelers and Bills, the Packers and Cowboys, the Rams and the Lions are the Sunday night game. And then there is a Monday night playoff game, the Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Bucks. So you've got plenty of NFL action as they move into the playoffs this weekend. But the big news in our uh, part of the world, the Atlanta Falcons fire their head coach, Arthur Smith, after three consecutive seven and 10 seasons. He was released uh, last uh, after last Sunday's 48-17 loss at New Orleans. Uh, owner Arthur Blank has confirmed that general manager Terry Fontenot will remain. Uh, the Falcons' last winning season was in 2017. Uh, and this year they were two and six against sub 500 teams. Uh, we'll go to you first, David. Uh, it looks like uh, there are plenty of candidates out there and there's lots of other coaching changes that have taken place as well. You've got the Raiders firing Josh McDaniels, the Panthers fired Frank Reich, uh, the Chargers let go Brandon Staley, uh, Commanders fired Ron Rivera, the Patriots and Bill Belichick have now parted ways as of Wednesday night, and Pete Carroll has been uh, moved to a different position with the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, lots of coaching changes, and we'll see how that uh, carousel plays out. Yeah, no question. We were talking about it earlier. I, I can't remember when there was this much upheaval of legendary coaches in the football ranks, both college and pro. Um I personally want to see an archaeological team go down to Swanee and see if that hasn't been built on some type of Indian burial ground. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, what are the Falcons going to do? Are they going to, are they going to go and get a young guy that looking for a long future? Are they going to grab up a super experienced coach? How much talent's on that team? I think they have a great defense. Um, they're just on the field too long. Uh, obviously they don't have the quarterback that everybody knows you have to have to, be a power so it's it's going to be interesting to see how if the falcons are going to continue this ineptitude or they're going to make a good coaching decision and and their fortunes will turn let's move over to jackson jackson lots of uh candidates that are out there being tossed around i've even heard uh the names of jim harbaugh and bill belichick and lots of other names out there yeah, and, and, you know, one name that you left out that happened this week is Mike Vrabel at Tennessee being let go, and I think he's probably of the uh, the coaches out there maybe the best fit for Atlanta. Uh, you know, not only did Arthur Smith was the head coach, but he was also the offensive coordinator. Um, so if you could get somebody like Vrabel in there and let him hire a, one of these young up-and-coming uh, offensive minds to run the offense, try to hold on to that defensive coordinator and – uh, see what happens, but there's yeah, there's a lot of options for the Falcons. There's plenty, plenty of a talent pool to choose from. Well, we'll see how that plays up or plays out, and we'll keep up here on Barto Sports Zone. We'll have plenty of that to talk about moving forward as we wind things up here. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about our own uh, local Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. I uh, got off to an eight and three start this year, but then. Missed the playoffs after that start, uh, dropping all of those games. I think they dropped five of six down the stretch. Uh, Sunday night uh, was brutal on X, formerly Twitter, for Lawrence uh, after they uh, fell out of the playoff race. Uh, of course, he had to deal with a lot of injuries over the final six weeks of the season, uh, and that's something that Trevor has been able to avoid throughout his high school, college, and uh, early pro career. He still threw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, I want to ask you this. Do you think, uh, David, do you think 2023 might have been a step back for the third-year quarterback? I doubt it. I mean, there, there, there's just a massive amount of talent there. You know, I, I, he, uh, you know, it's like he, you and I were talking about earlier. It's the first time he's been injured in his career. Probably him have, learning how to manage that. What's the difference between injured and hurt? 
um, was a new experience for him. I know how tough he is. Um, so, no, I think that kid's poised to be everything everyone thought he was going to be when he came out. Jackson, your take on uh, the Jags missing the playoffs and Trevor Lawrence moving forward. Yeah, you know, it's a, a tortured fan base. Last year with six games to go, ESPN had them at a 3% chance of making the playoffs, and they made it. And this year with six games to go, they had a 96% chance of making the playoffs, and they didn't. So it was a tough, tough, tough for those fans there in Jacksonville. But as far as Trevor Lawrence is concerned, I think he hit the nail on the head with the injuries. I think he was probably hurt worse than we know and probably hurt worse than we will ever know. Um, he's a he's a competitor. I'm sure he wanted to be out there, and it's hard to keep him off the field when he, uh, you know, I'm sure he was adamant about playing. So it was uh, tough tough to watch for him. He he, he did not play his best, but uh, you know whether it's golf or bowling or horseshoes or whatever you play, you're going to have those off days. So it's uh, going to be fun to watch him get get better, and I think he will. I think he'll wind up being one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL in the next five years. Sure, I agree 100%. That'll wrap it up for this week's edition of Barto Sports Zone. For Alan Sanders back in the studio, David Coleman and Jackson Hyde, I'm Charles Wilson. Have a great weekend, everybody.